Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master, Energy Teacher, Medium, and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, which shares stories and messages from spirit to show us our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but often a disconnect from our inner being or soul wisdom. I am delighted today to welcome Matthew McKay, a clinical psychologist and author of his newest book, The Luminous Landscape of the Afterlife, as he shares the channel journey of his son's travel across time and space and shows us what really happens as we transition from a physical life to a spiritual and energetic experience. Hello, Matthew, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share your very personal, detailed story of life beyond this physical world as described by your son, Jordan, who resides there now. Hello, Cheryl. I'm really glad to be with you. Matthew, as listeners of Healing from Within over the years have really come to expect, my very intuitive and inspirational guests and I share intimate and illuminating views of life in both the physical and energetic aspects. As we explore the duality of our life force, we come to realize that consciousness survives physical death and life is eternal as our soul incarnates into different times and places to continue to grow through experience a greater awareness of love and compassion and learning. Life beyond life is as real as a physical life in the three-dimensional world, but even more expansive. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Matthew McKay specifically decries the transition experience of his son Jordan, who has channeled the information to share in this book, describing the early stages of the afterlife and shows how death is a realm of imagination and thoughts and intentions creating a luminous landscape entirely of consciousness. This wisdom provides profound relief from the fear of death as well as exercises to learn how to communicate in spirit. We will discover the unbreakable bond between the living and dead they're not really dead, but uh, we still use that word. And the love that remains forever. Matthew, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, maybe a place or an event, that may have shown them the lifestyle and interest they would pursue as an adult. For I feel our destiny and life plan are already within us at the time of birth. You may also want to tell of one of your son Jordan's remembrances. So think, think back. Well, yeah, I, I think the, what strikes me about uh, memories of childhood associated with the afterlife uh, is that I was always very moved when I read anything about someone from the other side. Uh, someone who was gone uh, communicating with the living and uh, and I'd read things in, in books even even in books that were for children about um, connection and, and communication between the living and the 
and the dead and and I would start to cry without knowing why there there was something about it that was such a powerful idea for me and also uh, it it brought me this um strange form of happiness uh like like I I'd, I'd just caught a glimpse of a deeper reality so those little experiences uh as a as a child I think um presaged what was going to happen to me later that I would learn to talk to Jordan when he was on the other side well you were a sensitive child and I smile hearing you describe it that way because in a way I was the same same way I I did I couldn't understand a, that a person would leave and be not here in their body near to me because uh our soul knew that that wasn't the truth that that we had eons and eons of life both here and in other places through energy and uh, even as a young child your soul a much mature sense of wisdom existed and, and you knew it somehow but Matthew you wrote this uh, that when your son died um, you had no idea or belief that the dead could talk to us you sort of just knew something but at best they seemed gone in another world separated by loss and the deafening thunder of our grief perhaps even worse their passing spoke a truth far more dire that they ceased to exist and that these sweet ephemeral spirits lived only in memory but then Jordan started speaking to me at first only in dreams but then through mediums through a process called induced after death communication and then through the gift of channeled writing he told me he was here with me and could teach me what he knows about the afterlife now I know that you know as a medium practicing for the last 25 years Part of us energy stays in spirit, in the collective consciousness, and part of us here is in physical life. And I know you've learned that through your communication with Jordan. But, um, yeah, so go on to tell us about Jordan's first experiences when he realized he had passed or transitioned. Yeah, I mean, he was actually for a period of time somewhat confused he wasn't actually clear if he was dead uh, he, he noticed he was outside of his body he couldn't make his limbs move uh, he was struggling to understand what was happening Some, he had been knocking on a door to, uh, to get help and uh, had died basically on the, on the doorstep and the door opens people are looking at him he can't respond uh, eventually paramedics arrive he's he's watching all of this unfold and meanwhile he's starting to get uh, a sense that something terribly dire has happened uh, and he begins to travel he begins to move uh, first to the house he shares with his girlfriend and he's watching her sleeping in her bed but he can't rouse her he can't he can't communicate to her he comes to us in the middle of the night um, <clears throat> we, we sleep without any hint of or awareness that anything has happened he visits another friend who who experiences the apparition but thinks it's 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 a negative energy or it's, it's some some uh, perhaps evil force he doesn't realize it's jordan so he's visiting people uh and he's there's no response and he feels really helpless and alone 
And he uh, eventually begins to feel that tug, that, that, that sense that there's some energy force that's pulling you. Uh, and, he, and he begins to move away from his body and away from the earth plane and, the, and, and, and his parents and his uh, siblings and his girlfriend, all of that. And he begins to feel himself moving away and he kind of gives into that. Um, uh, it's almost dawn. Uh, and he realizes that uh, he, he wonders whether he's really you know, waking up for another day and then realizes, no, he's actually beginning to see a different kind of light. Mm. And, um, and he uh, you know, moves through a kind of a gray zone uh, until he uh, sees uh, this kind of uh, overbright light, a light that not only is has a luminescence but it also seems to convey meanings and it communicates and um and and carries some sense of love and he arrives at the landing place which is where most of us do show up in the beginning and in my understanding from jordan is that this is sort of an an anti-world or a, uh, a um a, a foyer of the of the actual spirit world mm. um and in this, Jordan tells me, and I'm sure you've had experience from people you've talked to yes. on the other side, that this this place is is constructed of energy. It's not, from my understanding, a physical place, um, but it's, it's well. What it is, yeah, Matthew. What it is is we are energy beings. Everything about us, even here in the physical world, is created by our thoughts and energy. And when you're out of the body as people who have had near-death experiences or people who um, have traveled, astral traveling, which I've had experience with, uh, realize they're but an atom of being, but they remember they are who they are. They remember everything like being in the body. They're just, for a time, not in the body. So he was experiencing this. But you wrote something that I liked very much. Death cannot be understood until the purpose of life is also recognized. We are not here to be redeemed, proven worthy, or to earn a high station in heaven. We are here, Jordan says, to love and to learn. So life is loving and learning, and death merely facilitates moving from the physical dimensions into the world of spirit. Our life as a soul in spirit has the same goals as here, to evolve and to grow. I just thought that was so well said. Actually, most of what Jordan tells you I have found to be true after 25 years of functioning uh, as a medium. And I always tell my clients the same thing that we will continue to learn and love beyond this physical life and we will live in spirit similar to the way we create and manifest our life on earth by our thoughts, our actions, our intentions like the law of attraction that what we focus our time and energy on manifests and you, you express that very, very well in the book yeah yeah, uh, it is true. Everything you're saying uh, makes sense to me, and I know some of it is Jordan's words, but some of it is also your own deep experience. Mm. And this sense that knowing 
you know, in order to understand death, we have to really understand, well, why do we come here? Well, <clears throat> what's the whole point of having uh, these incarnational processes where we show up in certain families, cultures, eras, bodies, uh, uh, you know, surrounded by all kinds of world events? We, we show up here um, to learn. And um, right. the sole reason for incarnating is to learn. It's not, Jordan says, and, and you're saying as well, it's not to be judged. It's not that, that, that idea that, you know, you're going to go to heaven or hell. Right. And you have this one life to prove yourself worthy. It's that we have many lives, and we come here to learn. And the biggest thing we're learning, uh, we have individual lesson plans. There are things we're working on and you know, growing uh, certain qualities of spirit that we all are working on. But the biggest thing we're learning, and again, as you said, is to learn how to love, but learning how to love in the face of pain. Because there is no pain in the afterlife. There's love in the afterlife, but there's no pain. And so there's not, there aren't the challenges to loving uh, that exist here. So we come here for challenges. You know, I mean, a, a simple example would be a mom who's worked all day is exhausted and her child is having trouble with homework and is grumpy and doesn't want to do it and the and so there's a there's pain and the pain could get in the way of love it could get in the way of sitting down with that child and yes, attending yes, to but, their needs but Matthew then we have the opportunity through any pain or suffering to react in a in a higher at a higher level of being of love of our soul so yes that is why we have suffering and pain in the physical world it's actually helping to refine our soul energy to a higher mm-hmm. level and if we don't judge anything as good or bad but just as experience and we try to um move through it to the best of our ability with love and compassion then we're we're doing what the soul was born to do and eventually uh, people like you and I and lots of the people who are going to listen to this show are trying very hard to answer those questions who am I, where did I come from what happens after this life is there you know, anything that remains of my consciousness and the truth is, the answer we're finding it in a book like yours, uh, channeled from a soul and spirit who's partially here in this life with you and partially up there mm-hmm. with the collective consciousness, uh, doing other things. We're always, mm-hmm. we're always doing and being when we're not doing so much as we're just being and being present in the reality of whatever dimension we're in. Now, I'd like to tell a little story. My sister passed six years ago from pancreatic cancer, and she was given morphine uh, to ease her pain. And uh, very much like uh, Jordan, uh, she was a little confused at the time of the passing. My father was there calling for her to come forward. I did a reading with her uh, after eight months after she had passed. Uh, because you can do a reading with someone in spirit who's not in a body because their mm-hmm. energy is still like you're doing and talking with Jordan. So, um, so 
the the medicine perhaps made it difficult for her passing. She didn't move forward into the light, uh, but when she did, because my father uh, was drawing her forward, uh, she saw the Statue of Liberty, and from the lights of her crown, many loving souls moved to embrace her. And uh, in, in my new book, A New Life Awaits, here's what I wrote. Uh, when I interviewed Annie, I had no idea that before long my sister Adele would pass. As a medium, I often received thoughtful, creative, validating messages for my clients. I assumed this was the way Spirit intended me for, to use the gift of spiritual communication. However, I was told long ago that I could speak to any soul energy, anywhere, alive or in spirit. But I never try to contact my own family members, as I felt that should they need to reach me, they would. But eight months after my sister passed, I decided to meditate and try to check in to see how she was relating to her new world. Unlike Billy, who reached out to his sister, like Jordan reached out to you, I reached out to mine in spirit, uh, and I wrote down whatever she presented me. And I could feel her energy around me and sense she was surrounded in a blanket of green glory and quietness. She was in the next spot that you go to after uh, passing, which you described as the healing spot. There's the Bordeaux and there's the landing zone. And then for souls who need it, you talked about the next place, which was the healing place which is the stop for many distressed souls and my sister didn't want to go so her heart was still healing and she was there in that spot so tell us yeah tell us something about the healing uh, place yeah yeah so many many uh, souls who have had a difficult life who may have had a lot of uh, health struggles and other kinds of painful um, transitional processes as they got older and were getting closer to death, uh, uh, do need healing. uh, Our soul energy gets impacted by by the struggles and the pain that we go through here on Earth. Absolutely, yes. And then the other thing is that happens is sometimes souls take a lot of uh, emotional, negative emotional energy into the landing place. They may take a lot of anger into, or a lot of fear, mm. or a lot of shame about their lives and what how they lived it, and so, or they may be angry at others who they blame for painful events that uh, befell them. So, this this pain, either either the the remnants of the physical pain or the the emotional distress, can't really enter the spirit world. So we we go to the healing place um, where, you know, the way Jordan describes it, it's like a giant open-air hospital. Yes. And souls are, are reclining. Uh, they are uh, they appear to be sleeping, but actually guides are helping to remodel their energy, dropping in into their consciousness images that are healing. Um, sometimes they actually end up uh, living for a period of time in spaces where they have um, whole scenarios and stories that unfold that they are part of, like a dream. Uh, but these so- stories are healing and help resolve some of the emotional pain that they struggle with or some of the residuals of a, a difficult life. So in the healing place, we are t- 
taken care of by loving guides who are um, specialists at, at what, what they call remodeling solar energy, helping uh, helping to heal the cuts and wounds that we suffer uh, in our soul energy all through a lifetime. Yeah. So my my other sister passed in 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't wait eight months to to check in with her because by now I had the experience. So I checked in with her, and she showed me herself on the water. Uh, was smiling, wearing a huge hat. She used to love those hats and reclining. And there she was in the healing place. So she had gotten there quite quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. My other sister, I took thing took a longer time, but she told me, and I'd like our audience to know this, that she was received in spirit as she had not been received in the world, and there was so much love and so much goodness and kindness there and and she was happy truly truly she found happiness that she had been unable to find here because she had many challenges so i i, I think that was beautiful i don't want people very, to, very beautiful. i don't want people to be afraid of passing so many people are afraid of dying that they don't live they, they just protect themselves and surround themselves in a bubble of uh, I think in the book you talk about how they're not able to connect fully because of the fear of being rejected or uh, having loss of any kind and it's none of that but you don't really know that till you get to the spirit world here there's still so so many challenges as you said so there's nothing yeah. there's nothing to be afraid of nothing yes exactly right and we can always talk to those people on the other side it, you know ch- channeling is not anything uh, in my experience that is um the, uh, the special province of people who have those special gifts of clear audience uh absolutely not channel. everyone could Everyone can connect in meditation to spirit. Everyone is having uh, telepathic uh, thoughts come through their head from spirit. Spirit is all around us all the time. And if you think of someone, they are around you. And and and, right. and and you know, uh, when I was writing my book, a medium told me I am a medium, but uh, I deal with a lot of other mediums, and sometimes they give me a very wonderful message. And they said to me that uh, uh, your father, when you walk on the boardwalk, is giving you much much insight uh, for the book. He's helping you with the book. So as you were helped from spirit by Jordan, uh, so I have been helped uh, by people in spirit, my father included. Now. We belong to soul soul groups. Can you yeah. tell us more about that? Yeah. Uh, once we get into the spirit world, we've gone through the landing place, and if we need some healing, we've uh, done that. Um, and the next stop is, of course, uh, life review, and we go through a, a very important process of looking back at our lives, not only as in terms of from our own point of view, but from the point of view of everyone around us, all the people that are impacted by us. We get to look at our life that way and then eventually we get into the soul group which is usually what i'm told by jordan is like somewhere between eight and 20 souls are in a group and it's a family 
And and what he says is is this is a, a very powerful moment of, of of reunion when we when we return to our soul family because we're as you said part of our soul always remains in spirit yeah. and part of our soul incarnates. But so so there's part of our soul that's always there and and when we return from an incarnation we sort of join up with the the part of our soul that's remained always in the spirit world. But what Jordan says is that we are always together, the living and the dead. That that we are never actually separated. That's only an illusion. We we are together with all the people we love, and they greet us certainly when we come through uh, after death. But they are with us here. They are f- aware of us. They are helping us here, and so we're always together. And he also says that we're always part of the whole, the whole of all of consciousness, all of collective consciousness, whether we want to call it God or all. We are part of that. So we're always united in love with all these other souls. And, and, and this illusion of aloneness is, is, is sad. It's part of what we have to live with in this life. Yeah, because we forget but who we are. That's why you and I have are. spent a lifetime trying to remember and get back to mm-hmm. who we've always been and always will be. Yeah, and that's what we're sharing here. So tell us what you conceive love to be, because it's really important. Well, I think that love is made of different things. I think a part of love is just seeing and knowing this other this other soul uh seeing and knowing this other soul uh and and and, and a big part of love and i think most people can confirm this is when when you feel like somebody really knows you and they love you what a powerful experience yeah that's it they know you and love you <laughs> that's and it we all want to be known and we don't no. understand what we want to be known about us. We want to be known and accepted for everything yeah. we are, our shadow side and our good side. And and I think love is also a place like it's where consciousness resides. Now, where would that be? <laughs> where consciousness resides is a place of pure belonging where we enter exactly. each other and finally the whole. So what would you might, briefly, what might you like readers of the luminous landscape of the afterlife to take away with them after reading this very detailed view of the journey during the transition to spirit? Well, I think the most important thing, if I can say this, is that Jordan says this, is that you, you need not fear death. You need not, there is nothing to fear in death. Yes, there's, there's things that we go through physically as we go through the transition, but there is nothing to fear about death because he says, you will be received, you will be cared for, and you will be loved because the afterlife is all love. That's, that's what connects everything is love. You will be loved. And he says, the dark door will open and the light of love will take you in. And that's what death is. The door will open. And the light of love will take you there. And, that, and, and that's why you don't have to be afraid. No, isn't that beautiful? That is the truth. And when you know that truth, you know, I used to be afraid of death. My parents were afraid of death. All the people I knew were afraid of death. <laughs> but then I had these miraculous happenings, and I realized that a lot of my earlier beliefs uh, were not so. 
and I've spent yeah. the rest of my life writing and interviewing beautiful people like you to share that message, which I promised Spirit I would do, and we're doing it. <laughs> so I want to thank you, Matthew McKay, author of The Luminous Landscape of the Afterlife, for showing us through the experience in, experiences of your son, Jordan, who passed at the age of 23, his wondrous journey to the spirit world and the loving connections to loved ones higher vibrational beings guides who have been with us here in life and with us in the afterlife and he makes us know that all life is simply about experiences learning and loving and evolving to a higher level of compassion for all that is or universal source or the divine or God or energy whatever you wish to call it to really get an accurate and beautiful validating way to visualize and know how best to approach the transition the landing at the gate and what comes next purchase this book and go to uh, it's seekingjordan.com in summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within we have interacted with our minds and hopefully our souls, to the distinct need to understand death or passing and the eternal through the feelings and awareness of Jordan in spirit shared with his father Matthew to write a book where we have a true vision of the state of the soul both here on earth and the reasons why souls choose a physical life the beauty of living learning and loving and the journey back home which can be made more wondrous if we leave fear out of the equation at the time we leave our physical bodies and begin again our life in spirit. Matthew wrote, The deepest truth of the universe is that love is eternal. Our relationships to each other and the whole go on forever. Reuniting is a myth born out of our physical lives. We are always together, even though on earth we forget always united in love, always and irrevocably connected to all of consciousness. So reunion is merely a ceremony where incarnated soul energy returns to spirit and our soul group and friends, and we bang the drum to welcome us home. But in truth, we never left them. Our collective love has always held us as if, and I like this so much, we were one breath. Matthew and I would have you know the more you allow, accept, and surrender to all experiences without judging them, good or bad, you will begin to be comfortable and in tune with the challenges of the physical world and will come to have an easier transition back to spirit when that time comes for you. The cycle of life is truly miraculous, whether in or out of a body. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, medium and author of A New Life Awaits, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to metaphysicians, visionaries, spiritualists, scientists, medical professionals, psychologists, and travelers through time and space, helping us recognize our uniqueness and eternal spiritual capacity to evolve and live in all phases of exploration of self, the world, and beyond. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.